Hey everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, June 14th, 2023, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hey guys. Hey. What's up? Some nice visitors this morning. Right? I got the date right. That's, <laughs> we've already started out the podcast good. You did get the date yeah, right, but I, I, was, uh, I was mentioning the visitors we had in the studio a little while yes, ago. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah. Again, Paul Paul. Yep. We disavowed in and out where they came from. They were here, and they're pretty cute. Very cute. You have to check it out on social media. Yeah, we'll post uh, some video of Maggie and Papa in the studio with us. That was uh, uh, that was lots of fun. Definitely unique. Yeah, lots of fun. Definitely unique. It was definitely unique. <laughs> what he's so worried about what I'm going to do today. There's so many yeah. different things that I might try to pull. I'm actually, yeah. it's fine that I'm, I, I'm banned from certain topics and that's okay. Right. I can, I can accept that. You know, the, the audience got a chance to, and, to voice their opinions. And they they, thank, they, and they, they were thank hurt. you for, uh, yeah, all two of them were hurt. That hurts. The other 45 blasts. That hurts because you know it was many, many, many more than that. Yeah, 45 people commented and like 40 of them. Uh, that's an inaccurate, that's an inaccurate count. We can audit <laughs> if we, uh, if we need to, we can, we can audit that. But you know what? Folks, I really appreciate those of you who did support me, whether you, it's two of you or 10 of you, whatever the number is. And uh, we'll be announcing these special two hour separate releases of nothing but Royals and political news under a different title. We'll and tell you about the that. name of that show Days is Woody won't it's be doomed. there. <laughs> it's doomed to failure is the name of the show. Uh, oh, all of y'all. And thanks for listening and tuning in. Let's get down some crime time. And the first story most of y'all will remember Ted Kaczynski, who more commonly known as the Unabomber. And guess what? He was found dead in his prison cell Saturday morning, and they think it was a suicide. I don't really know mm. about that, y'all. The, um, I'm not going to rebore you with all the, the crimes and everything, but he did uh, injure 23 people and in 16 explosions and killed several others, right? The, um, he was super smart, Harvard trained guy. And, and, but he, he had this passion for sending deadly homemade bombs by mail, targeting those he believed were causing the destruction of nature through technological advancement and his campaign of terror, which included the bomb of American airlines flight with an altitude trigger device changed how America sent pack, Packages through the mails and and boarded airplanes. Um, he had been housed in a supermax shop for years, and just got moved to a medical facility. And he is now dead. Right? Um, Heller jail. Bye bye, Ted. Unabomber who terrorized us during the nineties and before. Any thoughts on that, fellas? I was actually surprised that he was moved from. ADX Florence. Shit, he's pretty old. Yeah, he was 80, and right? Then, 81. Yeah, oh, and, then, and then, I mean, that's it. I'm sure that cell was needed for Yeah, somebody. maybe it was like hospital. Why, why, why would you kill yourself after all that time? That's the question. I mean, interesting. You'd have thought he'd have done it 
20 years ago when he got caught. But, you know, good riddance, I don't like a match for him. Well, and amazing that somebody as brilliant as he was would uh, evade capture for so long and then get caught on such a stupid, uh, you know, get tripped up so easily. But Didn't his brother kind of turn him in? Yeah. Yeah. A brother and sister-in-law who recognized his writing from the manifesto. But, you know, one of the things, not that you can necessarily respect one serial killer over another or any serial killer. But, uh, <laughs> but, but this guy was very, very firm in his convictions, no matter how messed up his convictions were. And he was highly, highly targeted in what he did in terms of going after people that, you know, that, uh, Dude, I mean, you're confirming your convictions about the rules and, and all that <laughs> other stupid shit. But, 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 but you're not sending out bombs to me, are I'm, you? I'm not, I hope I'm you're not, not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not justifying, I'm not justifying anything he did. Yeah. I'm just giving a modicum of respect for the brilliant mind that was at work there right. and compared to, you know, most uh, of the others in the serial killer vein. I mean, well, this guy I think was, it's just uh, different ways. Um, a lot of serial killers, the preferential serial killers are, uh, every one of them are highly intelligent. It doesn't mean they're formally educated like Ted was here, but you know, domestic terrorism, he can go fuck himself, hell or jail. Uh, he, well, he it, ruined a lot of lives and caused a lot of pain because he wanted personal revenge. Yeah, so there you have it. Real life, real crime daily. Bye bye, Ted. Bye bye. They didn't say how Ted K. suicide. I mean, why would you hang yourself you know, after all this time? It, That's every, crazy. Every, I've I've looked at a bunch of different uh, stories. Nobody seems to have. They they are all quick to throw out the suspected suicide, but nobody gives a uh, a method. Yeah, but they, they'll come out. They're going to do an investigation. We'll. We'll update you on, on the – he either slid his wrist or hung himself. Yeah. So, All right. The uh, the Baker Police Department has arrested a man for allegedly hitting another man in the head, leaving him unconscious and unresponsive and flattening his tires on Sunday. Yes, Baker, Louisiana, June 11th. Right up the road. Yep. Clarence Yarber, a.k.a. Messy C. Let's see. Must be a rap, 30, rap 37. He's the dirtiest kid in his class. 30, he's a rap star or a porn star. One. 37 is charged with domestic abuse battery and aggravated second degree battery and was booked into the EBR Parish prison. According to police, officers were dispatched to an apartment in Baker, Louisiana, in reference to an unresponsive male that stemmed from a fight. Police added Yarborough was seen outside in the road, flagged him down for assistance, and stated, hey, there's an unresponsive male up inside the apartment. Yeah. When officers entered the home, they observed droplets of blood and clay scattered across the floor that indicated a fight took place. Police also said they saw the victim lying down in a pool of blood around the head area. Mm. That would also indicate a fight, I would think. Uh, officials said they made several attempts to get a response from the victim by physically shaking him and using loud verbal commands, but he was still unresponsive. Police then added uh, that they attempted to get a natural response by flashing a flashlight into the eyes of the victim. And that's common, Woody. Yeah. So the, vic- or not. the victim's eyes twitched and officers were able to call emergency responders and speed up the response because the extent of the injuries were unknown at the time. 
When the responders arrived, they were able to administer aid and get the victim to sit up. When he sat up, there was a gash around two or three inches long and one inch or greater in width, continuously bleeding. Officers said they retrieved a knife they believed had been used to flatten the victim's tires and a base that Yarborough used to hit him. Yarborough told officers that the victim was attempting to leave the home, uh, placing his clothes and other items in a vehicle that the two shared when they got in an argument. Yarborough then said he proceeded to flatten all four of the tires. That's going to don't, don't Yeah, you ain't leaving now. Right? The accused justification for flattening the tires was that the victim was too drunk to drive and shouldn't have been on the roadway. So he stated that the victim punched him in the face with a closed fist before the fight began. Both men were taken to the hospital, and police noted that Yarborough had been previously arrested on battery of a dating partner and child endangerment charges. Now, what I haven't told you yet is that Yarborough is actually a social major social media influencer out of Baker, Louisiana. Uh, And through our Real Life Real Crime Daily investigation team, we found that Yarborough has 129,000 Instagram followers. Isn't that like 129 times the size of Baker, Louisiana? Yeah, right. Minimum. So... For all those folks, he's, he's yeah. spread his wings out. That Instagram of may be down for a little bit. Yeah, let me say something. The dude's in trouble. Uh, Secondary aggravated battery is the same thing as attempted murder in the state of Louisiana. There's no attempted murder, and you get that only. You get second degree battery if you lose consciousness or have to seek medical attention uh, or suffer extreme disfigurement. But the uh, that. Second degree ag part is there was some type like you said the base or some yeah. type of weapon used. I mean that's that's serious shit. Yeah, and look when police arrive, they're like freaking shaking yeah, him and yeah. stuff. He ain't coming too. He, he was more he, than just knocked yeah, out. He won't be on Instagram anymore. He's got Not a, for a he, while. He had a really interesting like uh, bun that he did with his yeah, dreads, where it, it like comes to the front. It kind of looks like a blonde part. Yeah, kind of looks like he's got uh, like a rose to the, uh, to the side of his head. Very interesting. Oh, yeah, plenty look, of time to look work for those on pictures. That, and they're going to love that hairdo at Bloody Angola. Oh, yeah. Y'all go listen to that podcast. <laughs> Very yes, popular. They will. We're going to go to Woody's favorite town. Which one? Chicago. Oh, yeah, I like that town. I used to, anyway. A worker at a Chicago company that distributes human body parts, mm. they do this for medical research, right. says that someone left three severed heads next to his desk in a grotesque act of retaliation after he complained about the condition of some donor bodies. Dale Wheatley is the transportation coordinator for Anatomical Gift Association of Illinois. He filed a police report after discovering the three disembodied heads sitting on a blue plastic storage tub by his desk. Mm. At first, I was confused. My boss walked by, and I asked him why the heads were at my desk. He said they need to get back with their bodies so we can send them to cremation. That makes sense, I guess. Wheatley said in his five years on the job, body parts had never been placed by his desk, and normally they're kept in designated storage areas before he retrieved them to deliver to medical schools for students to dissect and study. They are later collected, cremated, and the ashes are returned to families. I asked him why they were at my desk, Wheatley said, and he said, I don't know, Dale. There's a lot of strange things going on. Mm. Wheatley, who's 37, also said he found rolled up bunches of smoldering sage throughout the office. 
which he interpreted as harassment. Some cultures believe burning sage can help reduce negativity. Yeah, cleanse them. It seems like maybe some people in this office didn't like Dale a whole lot. You, yeah. You tracking with me on that? So um, do you want to say something? I was going to say this has nothing to do with any legit organization like LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, et cetera. This is a wild-ass story from Chi-Town. I think those are excellent points, and let's come back to right. that. Uh, I think they were trying to say that it's warding off evil spirits, mm. we, we said, and I was the evil spirit. The shocking experience with the heads followed a complaint by Wheatley last month that donated bodies were not being properly embalmed or stored, and as a result, were subject to rotting and mold. Oh, my God. Rats had chewed through storage bags and bitten cadavers' feet. According to his attorney, David Fish, and other degradation and decomposition made the bodies unusable and shortened the length of time they can be studied. The body goes to waste if it's not properly cared for. One medical school lab manager contacted the Anatomical Association to report that some of the donors they received were in such poor condition they could not be used at all. The lab manager noted a bug infestation, decomposing tissue on the hands and feet. Crazy. William O'Connor is the executive vice president of the nonprofit company. He told the Chicago Tribune uh, he denied that the donor bodies were mistreated and said handling of uh, body parts is in Wheatley's job description. Wheatley also lodged complaints with the Cook County Medical Examiner and the Illinois Department of Public Health wants to see better care taken of these bodies. There is a reason I selected this story this morning, mm. and that is because we have a new sponsor who's going to be coming on board um, later this month, actually even later this week, um, which is a company called Parish Forensics. Yes, and they're doing great stuff. They're doing amazing stuff from Broussard. Right. I say that right? Broussard. Broussard, Broussard. Louisiana, which yes. is right outside, outside of Lafayette. Lafayette. Right outside of Lafayette. And they have this incredible facility up there. Yeah. I can't believe I want to really see it in person. I've, I've taken the sort of tour that you can take online, but it's huge. And the majority of the parishes in the state of Louisiana – other than uh, uh, Orleans Parish and I think uh, well, possibly uh, uh, Orleans, Baton Rouge. Orleans Parish even even uses Jefferson Parish, JP. Uh, that That's the facility there for all autopsies and stuff like that. Okay. But most of the other parishes in the state send right. uh, uh, bodies for autopsy up to uh, – his name is Roy Provost, who's the, yeah. uh, the owner and uh, – uh, and it's his vision that uh, that they built out up there. It's a really it's a combination of state of the art autopsy, cremation. They have a pet crematorium right. and and funeral services right. all in one there. And people come from uh, from all around the state and outside of the state to right. use these uh, use these facilities. And uh, uh, I can assure you. Nothing like that is going on there. These people are good people. And, you know, where they're at in Broussard, there's so many small uh, communities or even yeah. mid-sized cities. Or, yeah, all, all, of them, all the way down to Erath and, and you know, further west towards Lake Charles and everything else. And so they are providing excellent care and excellent service for your loved ones, basically, whether it's a pet or yeah. a, a, a Well, we'll, we'll talk more about them in, in days to come. But one yeah. of the things I thought was really interesting from here is that 
they oftentimes, the uh, funeral home, wherever it's located, mm. will ask them, since they're doing the autopsy, to also do the embalming so right. that the body is not invaded right. twice. Right, right. Um, and, and, and not that anything necessarily resembling any of the crap we see in the Chicago story could happen at those funeral homes, but this just keeps the body in as pristine condition as right. it can possibly be in. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about Parish Forensics in yeah. the days ahead. Parish Forensics, shout out. We can't wait to uh, shout out to Roy tell Carlos. everybody about you and, and Mr. Roy. We love what y'all are doing. All right, so I'm going to take you to South Carolina. Maggie and Paul Paul, not alligator related. And but there was a they, I hate this word routine traffic stop because there is no such thing as routine traffic stop. That's those are the ones where you get complacent, you get killed. But let's just say a traffic stop proved to be a lucky break for South Carolina woman who was allegedly kidnapped and forced to drive at gunpoint by a man wanted for murder. The North Myrtle Beach Police Department said in a statement this week that. Officer Kayla Wallace pulled over the woman early in the morning on May 28th when she blew through a red light. She noticed the driver appeared distressed. Wallace spoke with both the driver and the man in the passenger seat. While the male passenger wasn't looking at the driver, the female silently mouthed, help me, repeatedly, police said. Mm. Then Wallace put the passenger in the backseat of her squad car in order to separate the two. She then went back to the suspect vehicle and spoke to the female driver who frantically advised that the passenger had just shot someone. Moments later, a bolo, or be on the lookout for y'all, was sent over the radio from dispatch regarding a vehicle that was just involved in a shooting in the county. Wallace called for the county police to arrive at the traffic stop and arrested the passenger, Collins Xavier Manning Bates. In Horry County records show the 29-year-old is being held on five charges, including attempted murder, kidnapping, unlawful possession of a weapon, illegal possession of firearms and ammunition, and possession of a weapon during a violent crime. Uh, Bates shot someone and then threatened the woman who was nearby before forcing her to drive him from the scene. So, anyway, that's pretty crazy, y'all. It's it's amazing he... They don't really say right he, that he didn't try and pull a gun on the cop, right? right. Uh, you know, before agreeing, when, he had to so, know once they were separated, so, he was done, right? So yeah, and and so Officer Wallace uh, um, she didn't know anything about the shooting prior to her making the stop, and she, she was just being a proactive cop and simply observed a tra- traffic violation. 30 minutes before shift ended, a whole lot of cops she would have been it. like looking the other way. Yeah, and then thank God that she was astute enough to be able to sense, you know, that this woman was in some sort of danger. And and you being a, you know, you've worked traffic division. So is that that something you kind of typically pay attention to, the mannerisms of people? Yeah, I I probably stop more people than all the other cops combined, but I I didn't like to write tickets. But uh, I was hunting, I'd like. You know, bad guys. I'd run them for warrants or 17, that's what they're called, or just check their pupils or see if their stories added up, you know, um, to see if they were doing anything illegal. Yeah. So. But if you were in a situation like that, Woody, and the, the woman's mouthing, help, help me to you, yeah. you don't yet know about this other shooting. Right. 
How would you have I, handled I would, that? I would have done exactly what she did, separate them, but I would have never turned my back on that guy. Probably at that time, I, I, I would have got my hands on him, uh, to Pat, for, for officer safety, but I've, my main concern would have been to get her secure and then address the situation. Because you never know where it's going to go from that. She could have been crazy, right? But right. she wasn't. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Au revoir. All right, guys. We've never had an intervention on the show, but we're going to have one right now. And this applies to both of you guys, but perhaps a bit more to Mr. Overton. Mm, Must be alcohol. Well, you know, neither of you guys are 25 anymore, and sometimes you need to take a break away from the alcohol. Oh, boy. So I want to talk to you about a healthy alternative to alcohol that can be just the right fix after a stressful day. You know, Woody, like a day after 10 crazies from Wisconsin come into town to kill a 1,000 wild boars, and you idiots end up killing a 1,000 shiner box at the same time. That's going to (laughs) happen. Well, I know it is. And so I want to tell you about a product called Recess Mood. Mm. Think about it. Even the name sounds relaxing. Recess Mood is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. Now, while Jim is looking up the meaning of adaptogens, I'll continue on. Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at TakeArecess.com slash R-L-R-C. That's TakeArecess.com slash R-L-R-C. You can enjoy Recess Mood after a busy day or whatever you need to relax and unwind. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. Mm. Those sound yummy. Yeah. It's only got 20 calories, doesn't have any sugar in it. So I don't know if you've ever had guilt, Woody. But if you do, recess mood could help you get rid of it. Yeah, but I've had the pain of not having a recess. Okay, well, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash R-L-R-C and get 15% off a recess mood sampler pack. It's your go-to alcohol replacement. Yeah. 
Very good. Yeah. Very good story. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that officer. Uh, you guys have uh, Indiana Jones fans? Love by any Every one of them. Hey, Love Harrison Ford's one of my fraternity brothers, Sigma Man. What? Yep. What about you, Mike? Indiana Jones guy? Uh, the first one, yeah. I mean, oh, maybe it's first, the first couple. I kind of. There's a new one, I guess. Well, well, I mean, also, there's a brand yeah, new one. The he's, original three. He's like 106 years old. Yeah, uh, still, still, still running around with his whip and his hat. I don't he's know. Han Solo man. too. Yeah. They, yeah. Not, oh, he yeah, had some I mean, great. He had some great roles in his heyday. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the top actor in Hollywood for a, a period of time. Yeah. So, well, um, I can tell you that Gregory Rodveld is also an Indiana Jones fan, yeah. and mm-hmm. so much so that he booby trapped the FBI. What? How about that? So. 71-year-old Gregory Rodvelt was found guilty of assaulting a federal officer and discharging a firearm in relation to a crime of violence last week by a federal grand jury. Hmm. Rodvelt injured an FBI agent in 2018 via a wheelchair rigged to fire ammunition at anyone who attempted to move it. Yes. The agent was shot in the leg and taken to a local hospital for medical attention. Mm-hmm. Police officers had gone to the home of the then 66-year-old Gregory Rodbelt in the small town of Williams at the request of a real estate lawyer who was selling the property. While walking the 15-acre property, officers slipped past a minivan outfitted with spring-loaded jaws of animal snares and walked around a circular hot tub, turned on its side that was rigged to roll over on any trespasser who triggered triggered the tripwire. Yeah. So uh, it was described as being much like a scene from the movie Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, in which actor Harrison Ford is forced to outrun a giant stone boulder that he inadvertently triggered. Yeah, so an FBI special agent and three state police bomb techs then approached the manufactured house, blasting open the fortified front door, but never making it past an empty wheelchair that was outfitted to stop anyone who moved it. The wheelchair was outfitted with fishing lines, shotgun ammunition, and other items that, when pushed, triggered an explosion. An x-ray revealed that a 410-gauge shotgun pellet hit the agent's leg. This that? guy He's built different. all of this himself. If he just spent all he was that, a prepper. All that, <laughs> no doubt about it. He was he was Ted Kaczynski's yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> if he just spent all that energy and mental capacity doing something good, I'm telling you, because I mean, he had it rigged up good. Now that's crazy. So uh, yeah, well, he's going to be spending the rest of his life in jail. It looks like. I think kids avoided that house during Halloween. You think? Probably so. Probably one <laughs> doorbell I wasn't going to ring. Mm-hmm. You guys are believers, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. We're not alone. You know, oh, I, I alone. totally believe Evan, we're not alone. Jim? Uh, I'm a believer in God. That wasn't the question. He's, he's talking about aliens, I think. Oh, he's talking about aliens? Yeah. It's possible. Uh, you, I, I'm not I, a, I'm, how can you look at the night sky and see all the stars and everything else and think that we're alone? Because we have... We had we, we had that proof. guy. We have proof. turned himself into an alien. Remember him with the teeth. <laughs> yes, I do know. I, uh, honorable mention to the All Woody team for that right, guy. But right. we, uh, and you know what? If I were coming to Earth, and I was going to land somewhere on Earth, might as well go to Vegas. Here's what happened, and here's how we know there is life 
on other planets. Midnight calls about large aliens and UFO sightings might normally be written off by police as pranks or drunks, but that's not what happened in Las Vegas recently. And we've got the body camera footage and the 911 calls mm. to prove it that have now been released by the Las Vegas police. And they show why officers who responded to this particular call were very nervous. It was late the night of April 30th when a Las Vegas family reported something had crashed in their backyard and there were, quote, big creatures on board. Yeah. Quote, there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one is inside it and it has big eyes and it's looking at us and it's still there, one family member told the 911 dispatcher. Quote, I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually, we're terrified. So there's two people, there's two subjects in your backyard, the dispatcher asked. Correct. And they're very large. They're like eight, nine, maybe 10 feet. They look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Like, I can't explain it. And really big mouths, the caller replied. They're shiny eyes and they're not human. They're 100% not human. Around the same time, a Las Vegas police department officer's body camera recorded a bright light streaking across the Las Vegas sky. Several people across Eastern California, Nevada, and Utah all reported seeing the flash, according to the American Meteor Society. Two officers were sent to the family's house. I'm so nervous right now, one is heard saying through the body camera. I have butterflies, bro. I saw that shooting star, and now these people say there are aliens in their backyard. Unquote. The other officer, what did you see? It was a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, more than 10 feet tall. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too. So that's why, that's why we're here. That's why I'm curious. I don't believe in it, but what I saw right now, I have to believe in it. I do believe in it. The officer again, you guys seem like legit scared, so I don't blame you. Hey, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, right? <laughs> Deal with it yourself, the officer joked as they were, as they were leaving. George Knapp, a renowned journalist who has broken some of the biggest UFO-related stories, told Fox News that he's spoken to the family over the last four weeks and, quote, didn't detect a hint of a hoax. A tall, skinny alien creature with greenish color that was about 8 to 10 feet tall was reportedly hiding behind a forklift in this Las Vegas family's backyard after a potential UFO crashed Overnight, this is the night of April 30, May 1st. At least 21 people across California, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah reported seeing the glowing green light, according to uh, AMS, the American Meteor Society. A witness who was seen in the responding officer's body cam told his story uh, on YouTube under the username Alien Society 51 and he shared pieces of footage that he took. Uh, and footage that came from a neighbor's doorbell camera that captured the loud bang and aftershock and a picture of, quote, a perfect circle in his backyard purportedly left by the aircraft. I would have said meth was involved. It was too much video footage and stuff. Is there <laughs> a punchline to this? And that, well, that's the, for the, real? the punchline is that these people in Las Vegas are convinced of this. They're... They're not wackos. They weren't on drugs. There is this strange hole yeah. in the yeah. in the backyard. So it's a if it's a prank, they worked on it 
So a really long time. It's a, it's an elaborate one. Yeah, There's yeah. the flash in the sky seen by right, people yeah, across I, four I, states. I There's the hole in the art. So I, the, the I won't even go into the stories because I've seen some things. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I do believe they've in, been to yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, and and I do do believe. Uh, but you know, I, I believe, and uh, I don't want normally do re- the religion stuff on the show yet for obvious reasons. But I believe there was one God rules everything and made everything. Amen. But I, I absolutely believe um, that we are not alone. So, period. There you have it, folks. I might actually be able to report on UFO stories. More on that later. Yeah, I have no problem. That's kind of a crime because the cops had to get involved and everything else. And and I think everybody. I mean, I can't say everybody has a story. Uh, um, you remember the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yes, I do. The mm-hmm. movie great freaked, stuff, me, freaked out. me out. Too. Woo! Yeah. I suspect a gunman was found dead inside a Florida home after a woman who was shot 11 times during a domestic argument escaped to a neighbor's house. The shooting happened around 1 a.m. at a home on North Street. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office said deputies responded after the neighbor called 911. It's amazing. You think about someone who's been shot that many times and is still able to walk out of her house. It must have been a 22, you got that, right? 11 times. Walk across the street to a neighbor and tell them what happened. Uh, that's what the chief deputy said. Uh, chief Deputy Halley said the victim who is not being publicly identified was shot twice in the head and multiple Jeez. times in the torso and thigh. She was rushed to the hospital and expected to survive. Um, deputies learned suspected gunman uh, identified as Wayne Lovell Dew was still inside the home and there may be rifles and pistols in the house. Negotiators spent about seven hours trying to get him to surrender and leave the home. When he didn't surrender, authorities used specialized equipment and tactics, basically known as SWAT or now SRT, Special Response Team, to enter the home and found Dew with what appeared to be self-inflicted gunshot wound. Dew was pronounced dead at the scene. Well, good for him. Bye-bye. Um Eleven times. They, they 11 had times. they had a vehicle I've never I've never seen. We got to get that picture of like a urban assault vehicle. That, yeah, we uh, had those too. But, but, but when we started out, we had an old van with dark blacked out windows, <laughs> and we started getting the, the military equipment, excess stuff. And now you wouldn't believe and they actually had custom made SWAT vehicles made by Ferreros, um Fire apparatus. Yeah. It might have uh, been one of fire those trucks shows. and rigged out so. You know, everything's from, from standing bars when you begin ready to bail out and, and everything, and, uh, medical equipment, so storage for all the different stuff that you may need, cameras or whatever you may need. But I'm not going to give my way all this. Uh, yeah. 11, it's fine. Uh, 11 yeah. holes in your body. That's a lot. Spring and, a leak, huh? It's got to be a 22 that would have bled out. But still, 22 calibers killed more people than all the other calibers combined. Have you, have you seen— Because it in the body, right? right. Have you seen— People shot more times than that and survived? Or is that- no, I never seen anybody shot that many times to survive. No, nah. not even close. And twice in the head, too. So it twice wasn't like the they head. were all. Yeah. Uh, That's wins. crazy. Y'all Taylor Swift fans? By any chance? Negative. Really. Let me tell you, um, I remember, I guess, Taylor Swift back in the day. And then uh, she's in, doing a big concert to her now. And the other day, she's like, Got up there with Britney Spears, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my maybe friend. she bought an yeah. island. 
She bought an island. Really? For, yeah. for like my friends just went to twenty million dollars to that concert. I think Woody Dallas. bought an island, practically. An yeah, island. I have like I had Agos. <laughs> he bought Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. He bought she, she bought she bought a big one. Gilligan yeah. he bought the set. She bought Gilligan's the one island. from that Chomo that. Uh, oh, so what's his name? Yeah, his uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Epstein. One. Epstein. She bought Epstein Island. Yeah. She would have paid a lot for Epstein Island. Well, let me tell you, a stalker obsessed with Taylor Swift has been arrested on charges of stalking the the mega popular singer and threatening her management. Mitchell Tabell, 36, is accused of showing up at Swift's Nashville residence after sending photos of weapons to her management team, threatening to destroy them. Tabell is accused of contacting and leaving messages for Swift's father telling him that the sing- he is the singer's soulmate and the only person that can protect her. Table was arrested on June 2nd on multiple federal charges. The suspect reportedly drove from his home in Long Beach, California, over there by Mike. That's all, right. Mike's old stomping around. And Nashville at that. To Swift's apartment building on May 5th, where he gained entrance through an unlocked door. I went to Swift's apartment complex, and anybody, in my opinion, that thinks it is illegal in any way to go in someone's apartment to see if they want to meet should be killed. Yeah, that's, that's not really <laughs> okay. a good way to... They should die of a heart attack on the spot, Tabell reportedly said on Instagram after going to the residence. Security at Swift's Nashville show the next day also spotted Tabell, who managed to circumvent his ban- his band from the concert by buying tickets secondhand. Mm. Swift's management company obtained a restraining order on May 11th. Following his failed attempts to gain access to Swift, Tabell reportedly posted a series of threats on social media at one point claiming that his dying wish is that anyone who had anything to do with them not meeting should be executed. This guy was nuts. Tabell is currently in prison and facing charges of stalking, intimidation, invasion of privacy, and harassment regarding his attempts to communicate with the pop star and her staff absolutely crazy yeah. some some bitch right there and you know that's uh that's something i know what he probably deals with often with all his i'm done with this rabid sure. fans not uh <laughs> anybody breaking my house because then they'll spring leak yeah <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Uh, he's got an arsenal problem. with some crazy shit though. there's no doubt about okay, yeah, where the heck is she living where somehow a door is left unlocked she lives in nashville in an apartment building in Nashville. So she's got to be in some real high-end condo building with yeah. a penthouse or you would think it whatever. Have, it would have security. Taylor Swift lives there. Yeah, that's that's, that's insane uh, that thing. he was able to do that. And they already had him on a list, a watch list, which right. I didn't realize they even had these things for the stalkers that uh, that they I guess they deem crazy. And this guy would definitely qualify. So crazy. I hope he... I couldn't even tell you what song together. that she sings. If oh. if uh, if someone was who who would it be that would have you on their stalkers list, Jim? Oh who? God, uh, my wife for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> not, he's not. I thought he was on Megan Fox's stalkers list. Not that, was, uh, that was that was weird. <laughs> Megan Fox. Uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I, I have not really. seen her movie uh, Transformer. I'm not yeah. sure she's been in others, but. <laughs> She's been a few. She's a little bit of a wacko. Utah, lots of I lived in Salt really Lake City. 
funky, Did crazy you? stuff yep. going on in Utah. Nice. Um, we've all this is a story that's been in the news. Uh, a big story. This uh, uh, this guy that uh, that killed all five of his children and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, there's new information coming out about. You know, what preceded all this? What happened? New recordings show the Utah father who killed his five children, his wife, oh, and I forgot, and his mother-in-law before turning the gun on himself in January, reportedly routinely used manipulative behavior um, at home, and, uh, and it became more and more tense for his family to be around him. The Deseret News published a detailed review of roughly 72 minutes worth of home videos taken by Michael Haight, who shot and killed his family two weeks after his wife, Tasha, filed for divorce. The night before the killings, Haight, who was 42, was laughing with his kids and told the children, four-year-old Gavin, seven-year-old twins, Sienna and Amon, and Amon, and 12-year-old uh, uh, Breely and 17-year-old Macy, he would take them sledding the next day. But over the course of months, tensions between the Allstate insurance agent and his wife were becoming increasingly worrisome. Quote, I would love for you to move out on your own, Tasha Forty tells her husband in one video, but you're not moving out. And now you're, you're making me go uh, down the legal route. Tasha tells Michael in multiple clips that both she and the kids are uneasy when he's around the house. Quote, our kids have mentioned, especially the older two, that when you're here, it's tense. We're not able to relax. We're still walking around on eggshells, Tasha said to her husband. Michael's behavior reportedly appeared disconnected in some of the clips. Uh, Despite being served divorce papers at his office two weeks prior to the shooting, Michael seems oblivious that his wife wants them to separate. In one clip, he appears to cry as he pleads with his wife for a second chance at their marriage. I know you have no reason to give me a chance or trust me for anything. I know. I'm telling you I'm in a corner, he says. I'm pleading. I'm trying to take care of my family. And I know I hurt you. I hurt your feelings. And I feel horrible. I'll go to 20 counselors if I have to go to 20 counselors. I don't care. I want my family. I want that more than anything. But later he says... Quote, I have no time for self-care and accuses Tasha of trying to take advantage of him by making him pay child support. Quote, it's almost like we're doing this now so your rights are protected or you can try to get as much as you can out of child support, he claims. Tasha exclaims, I'm doing this because I cannot continue to tolerate the way you are treating me. The news reported that Michael made several internet searches about whether a neighbor could hear if a gunshot went off inside mm. his garage Clean and whether a single history. gunshot is recognizable or easily mistaken. Police reported that uh, uh, alleged Michael had abused his children, once choking his oldest, Macy. Many of the videos uh, that were recorded of these conversations appear to also uh, have been taken secretly by Tasha. In one recording, Tasha recalls a time when Michael wouldn't allow her to drive a separate car to a Thanksgiving gathering, despite her not feeling safe with him at the time. She explains to him uh, why the behavior concerned her. Uh, Those are deal breakers for me, she says. You've not shown me that I am not, you have shown me that I am not safe with you, that you choose my safety or uh, that you choose what you want to do over my safety or my concerns, you show that you don't even care. Um, it's really sad to listen to this because it's obvious uh, they and needed to get like away said, from him. Voices and, from the grave, yeah. actually, and then he kills them all. Right? 
And the mother-in-law too. I, yeah. Five kids, the wife and family the annihilator. annihilator. Family annihilator. And and I mean shit, move on people. Don't do that shit. So y'all, I told you about in the cop days one thing you you don't want to do is pop or piss off the police, right? Especially you know, when you already been fighting and you have them under arrest and you transport them to jail and a lot of, 90% of the time they're so effed up and they're screaming and hollering and I'll kick your ass and da-da-da. The way I'll swim, someone who's in me, usually had a deer run out in front of them and I'd you'd get going up to about 100 miles an hour and slam on the brakes and they got that cage in the back and bam, right? And they'd hit their face and head and maybe get knocked out, but they would shut up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so, but let me tell you what happened uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. A $45 million settlement has been reached for a treatment of a man who became paralyzed in a police van um, in New Haven, Connecticut in 2022. Richard Randy Cox injured his neck on June 19, 2022, when the police van transported Cox to the prison braked hard to avoid a collision with another vehicle that had pulled out from a side street. As there were no seatbelts and Cox couldn't brace himself because his hands were cuffed, he flew headfirst into the metal divider between the driver's section and the prisoner's area. Video footage showed Cox begging for help. So we didn't have cameras in the car back then. (laughs) Video footage showed Cox begging for help and and the officers accusing him of being drunk and not believing that he was injured. Police put him in a wheelchair and brought him to the cell there. They waited for an ambulance. Um, two of them were fired for violating officer conduct rules on upholding the law. And two officers and three others also faced criminal charges. So, of course, y'all, I told you every time something like this happens, they're going to change the training. They're going to make new policies, procedures. They did that there. Um, $30 million of the total settlement will be covered by the New Haven's insurance, and the remainder will be paid by the city. Mm. And it's the largest settlement in a police misconduct case in our nation's history. Wow. Uh, you know what? My dad I was a trial lawyer for 48 years, and he always said a live um, client is worth more money than a dead client because they have to – a, lot, a large portion of this, naturally. I mean, the guy's paralyzed. And that's not funny to anybody, but the, um, he's going to have to have care for the rest of his life. Yeah. Mm. What I don't... So the vehicle itself didn't have seatbelts, right? Yeah, it's probably... They said it was a van, but one of those prisoners' vans. They usually have benches on the inside. So... Not, not like this kind of bench, like down the sides, and they'll have them like cuffed to a bar or something like that. But if you hit it, Slide and hit, and there was a car accident. There was another car involved. It wasn't no, 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 no. That, that he swerved to miss a car, like swim. 
used to swerve to miss deer and everything else. You better <laughs> oh. believe $45 million uh, lawsuit, that car would have been mentioned more in it. I, I don't think there's Okay, so you're not, you're not buying I'm that. I'm not buying the fact okay. that there was a car. I, I, I'm buying the fact that he was drunk and cursing them out there. Been there. Okay, so I was wondering, was that was it their behavior after they uh, uh, they uh, brought him to jail, or was it, uh, it was, what they did? It was while, on on the way they were transporting while they were transporting. The other thing I would do, especially on females, when they start all the sexual stuff, is I would key up my microphone, and then when you do that, it goes out to everybody that's listening. And they can't talk like they're like I'll. Brains up, you let me go, da 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 da, da. and I just kid up and said, "What'd you say?" And they, <laughs> I was so it's being recorded also, so I was protecting myself. But the life and times, forty five million dollars. I hate that dude got paralyzed, and then they didn't believe him. Well, like, look, you're faking. You get up. Let me tell you, I got uh, I got some relatives of Mike. We're about to tell you about these are. They're actually, not relatives. They're best buds. Probably. Okay, so is it Renahit Man, Rolls, or some Italians? <laughs> Italians. God, you've Italians. simplified my life. Right. A robbery crew that police and the FBI have linked to the Lucchese and Gambino crime Come families on, my, my piece. I know were arrested Tuesday morning in connection with a $2 million jewel heist they, in Manhattan. They're still doing it. Got to get paid. One alleged ringleader, Lucchese crime family associate, Frank Skip DePietro, how you like that pronunciation, 65, is accused of helping scheme one robbery plan. NYPD officials said crew members dressed as construction workers to rob a Madison Avenue jewelry store in broad daylight. Baco Jewels at Madison Avenue near East 61 Street was the target. Now, the store actually serves celebrities like Rihanna and Beyonce. That's where Mike gets his um, and and, and, watches and it does say I go as uh, well. Right? Yeah. The shop requires a credit check even before getting an appointment to go to the oh, penthouse yeah. showroom. Yep. Yep. The FBI said DePietro and three other men held a clerk at gunpoint as he attempted to open and set up the storefront window display. DePietro allegedly yelled, give it to me. As another associate, Michael Selleck, 67, allegedly told the worker to turn around and get in the closet. Another. His name was Selleck? Selleck. Like Tom Selleck? Not a made man. <laughs> another heist. They teach you that in Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Another heist. <laughs> made with like Another heist linked to the alleged crew took place in May uh, downtown at a jewelry store along the Elizabeth Street. Vincent. Spagnuolo. <laughs> Spagnolo. Spagnolo. Vincent Chiquiro and Samuel Sorce were also among those charged with the federal robbery related counts. And I'm gonna let Mike check my pronunciation here, folks. Because he's looking Mike, at me. Mike like, is the pronunciation. So we're not gonna cut this. We're gonna let yeah, absolutely. Did I do good? He's he goes, hey, he's gonna my, practice. My his, little Italian friends about to come out. <laughs> 
Y'all get a great deal, 4% off Real Life Real Crime. Rosetta Stone, here it comes. <laughs> He's looking at it. He's studying it. I'm, I'm doing go. the golf. You're going to let me slide on that one? on those. Okay. I'm actually, okay. the S O R C E is a, I've never seen that name. I took my best shot. Mm-hmm. So back to the story. Another heist linked to the alleged crew took place in May. I told you all about that. As he was led away in handcuffs at the 13th precinct, Source joked to. Oh, they caught him. A news camera. That's right. Mm. About an early morning raid. Don't show my feet. I got no socks on. <laughs> wait, is that sounds like some Michael NYPD Commissioner Keechant Sewell said the gunpoint holdup showed a callous disregard for life. U.S. Attorney Damon Williams said his office estimates the robberies netted about $2 million worth of jewelry. Did I get paid too? Video camera footage from inside the store is not the only evidence they have obtained. Police also say they have images of the men getting dressed in construction gear nearby before heading into the location. Always on camera. Major case squad detectives who helped lead the investigation said there are cell phone recordings linking several of the suspects before, during, and after. And DePietro previously served 19 years in federal prison Related to the mob killing of a witness, all five suspects appeared in court and were held without bail. The defense attorney for Selleck called the situation a case of mistaken identity. There's no way my client can be on Madison Avenue because he is busy painting the underbelly of the Verrazano Bridge. The Verrazano Bridge. That was close. Said attorney Gerald McMahon. Largest suspension bridge in the world. He makes $55 an hour painting bridges. He don't need to be doing these little heists on Madison Avenue. Yeah, a little $10 million. <laughs> that's, that's, good, that's a good point. So that's a good point. The mafia is still alive and well. Well, I, I don't know about the well part of that. I mean, that that is not a very well-researched – to be caught on film changing into the construction worker right. outfits. That's, yeah, yeah. That's well, kind of – They didn't that's, say they were smart. Here's, they they were right. smart. <laughs> here's the funny thing about that whole story. Every – Guy in that is 65 years old or older. Really? Yeah. They're trying to bring 65, back. 67, 68. Right. So, you know, they're That's still running of, around. Part of the problem in, in the planning. Yeah. I, you know, if I didn't hate these so much, I'd run mine. By the way, I'm letting your paid. hypocrisy slide. The going into your instant Goomba voice when it's a, <laughs> when it's a, an Italian related crime and then. Uh, hey. Uh, don't what get my I, socks. Wait, what, what did I you wear my socks? What, what, we had, uh, well, we got into the Lululemon bout last week. What, did you, what, did, what was I, what did I call you? What did you say I called you? Country bumpkin. Uh, is that what it was? Yeah. A country, I, I say, you hey, a, I'm not a country you're bumpkin. You're not a country bumpkin. But, uh, but obviously I'm a Goomba. I'm an Okie from Muskogee. Not really. I'm Woody Overton. I just like the song. Yeah. I'm an Okie. Oh, it's, from it's, from my, it's my, it's marijuana. It's <laughs> yeah. It's my turn. Yes, your turn. Are you even this one in Italian? Um, can you name a team that's never won a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you in one second because I'm a huge football man. It's got to be Houston. That's that's one correct answer. Yeah. Houston's never won a Super Bowl. I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. Right, right. Cleveland Browns. Now, to be fair to the Cleveland Browns, in the days when our recently departed Jim Brown was running on the football field before 
the leagues came together and there was a Super Bowl, the Browns were the best team in the NFL and won numerous championships before everything came together. But I'm taking in Deshaun the, Johnson. In man. the modern NFL, uh, the the Browns have never won. Well, and, and, the, and the, the fact that they never won with Tim Couch at quarterback is shocking. Yeah, or Kentucky, uh, yeah. or Mizell, uh, but, Manziel. Yeah, he's, he's a <laughs> Manziel. So uh, this year, on. check it out, though, because Sean uh, Watson is back from suspension, white beater that he is or whatever. Fuck no, 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 no. It wasn't white beater. What, what did he do? He did it was, he's not married, number one. Well, uh, it was He was accused of – uh, taking advantage of massage therapists and uh, okay, so whatever the fuck he did, he's back. A dick he came back. See, how he's a dick beater. <laughs> he came back. After, uh, wait, 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 he played wait, wait, wait. the last what is six what, games. How does that make him a dick beater? What is a dick? Because I don't know. You got a massage ball. Massage ball. Oh, okay, but right. if you're at a massage ball, he's probably not beating his own. I don't know. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, might be. I, I don't might think. Be. I mean, I think that. that there have been settlements, so I don't think yeah, there's yeah. an admission. Yeah, making 150 million. I don't think there's year. an admission by uh, by him that he committed any kind of crime. He served a suspension uh, uh, from the NFL, and so right. I mean, I, this is he's right, right. Uh, and my point being yeah. is, I'll at least get him as my backup quarterback for my fantasy team this year because he's going to go off. Okay, well, he's going to maybe go off, uh, but there's a chance their defense is going to be a little weaker. Than it has been in previous years. I'm trying to bring us pound. trying to bring us back to crime and why we're talking right. about the Cleveland Browns. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns because two Cleveland Browns defensive players were robbed by six masked men. Nice. At gunpoint. In a nightclub. On Monday night. Hmm. The two players, whose names were redacted in the police report, had items of jewelry stolen as well as the truck they were driving. Although the players involved weren't formally identified, the Associated Press did some good work here, and they were able to go out on a limb and say that the two players were cornerback Greg Newsom II and tackle Perry and Winfrey. Neither of the players were actually harmed in the incident. On Monday night, Newsom appeared to comment on the robbery when he tweeted, quote, it's a cruel world we live in. According to the police report, the robbery occurred at approximately 3.30 in the morning. What are you guys doing out in a club at 3.30 in the morning? Uh, when one of the players was ambushed, nothing happens, nothing good happens. 3.30 in the morning at a club. Uh, and a club in Cleveland to, to boot. I think this all happened in Cleveland. It did. Good chili um, there, right? <laughs> Good chili. Cincinnati's the chili city. Oh, is it? I missed yeah. it. Uh, Cleveland's the, mistake, the mistake on the lake. The, <laughs> the, the we city where Cleveland. we love you, Sea Town. Shout out, Sea um, Town. Uh, uh, they call it the land, Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, the Cuyahoga River once caught fire, and that really that really tarnished the image of the city. But I actually like Cleveland a lot. Cool. And the Rock uh, Hall, the old uh, the old Jake Stadium's really cool. I forget what they call it now. But anyway, back to Cleveland. 3.30 in the morning is not a good time to be to be out. The attackers allegedly jumped out of a car and stole items of jewelry belonging to the players before they left the scene. Now, six is a lot of guys, but you got to have a lot of balls to go after two big NFL yeah, players right. like that. I mean, six is a lot of guys. But Cleveland's coach, Kevin Stefanski, confirmed on Tuesday that both players were unharmed 
And he praised the Cleveland police for their response in the incident. I'm glad our guys are okay, he said during a press conference. I want all of our community to be safe. The Cleveland police have been outstanding. We want everybody to be safe. And we want to get violent people off of our streets. Yes, and coach, good idea to get your players out of the clubs before 3.30 in the morning. This is something we take very seriously, Stefanski said. Yes, uh, hence them being out at 3.30 in the morning. Um, uh, At the same press conference, Brown's defensive and one of the best players in the NFL, Miles Garrett, Uh, said he had spoken to the two players since the incident. I'm just glad to see they're all right, just making sure they're in the right headspace. They feel like they're surrounded by family and letting them know that anything that they need, uh, we're the perfect resource for them and that we have their backs no matter uh, whatever happens. I'm just glad to see them safe and sound and still walking around. Look, that's great. Somewhere it would have been nice to see somebody say, hey, uh, being out at a club at 3.30 in the morning as an NFL player is pretty irresponsible. And it's not, it's not, uh, these there, things won't happen. If wasn't during the season. Not there. Right? I mean, they're young people. They got, they got making a rain. Can, and can. Mini camp. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry for them. The, uh, and this, was, this was not a good, a good thing for them. Yeah. To be doing, and it almost turned into... The whole mood changes now, folks. It's time to get kinky. Bring it down. Kinky crimes for Wednesday. And y'all, this is some twisted shit. Now, let me tell you something before I go into this real quick. If I had a dollar for every time I've been propositioned in one way or another, male or female, when people I was taking taking to jail, like, mm, I'll give you a blowjob if you let me go and shit like that, uh, which I never did. But it happens in... It happened, well, this one just kind of is reverse has it, happening. Has it happened right? more with female offers or male offers? Uh, well, a lot more female. Mm. Males usually just try to give you some money and shit. But check this one out. <laughs> the, um, Let me buy you lunch. A former police officer was sentenced to one year in jail last week after offer, offering to not arrest a woman if, drumroll please, <laughs> If she satisfied his foot fetish. Hey, man. Right? Uh-oh. Patrick Quinn, a police officer, pulled a woman over in Harris County, Texas, that's right on Houston, and found a marijuana grinder in her car. So he's got it for, for drug paraphernalia, misdemeanor. Quinn offered to let her go if he could smell her feet. As the woman started to take her shoes and socks off, Quinn said he would probably lick her feet, and if she wanted another option, he would let her go if she gave him her underwear. Hey. Right? He's got it all combined. The woman started to take off her undergarment, but the officer (laughs) changed her mind and changed changed his mind and let her go. She was going through with it. Right? She didn't want no ticket. The wait, 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 wait. He, so he didn't. Now there's no quid pro quo. Now she can right, just go. Right now you just go. Okay. Yeah, he probably got scared. And yeah, and probably how, never worked. How before. do we? Yeah. How do we know this happened? Oh, because she she filed a complaint and Quinn was charged two counts of official oppression. That doesn't mean it happened. Uh, uh, I'm hoping this this guy's not that kind of idiot, but. I can tell you it does happen. I'll tell you, oh, I can tell you a lot of stories like this where the cops were fucking in the wrong. One, 
and I can't say names that um swim that, but this girl no not swim this girl that I swim no, <laughs> swim arrested a whole fucking bunch of times and, and I'm not doing lookism but I, this a face only a mama could love and just a, just a known longtime crackhead dopehead and this Ugh. this cop arrested her and decided it would be a good idea to have sex with her on the way to the jail and he impregnated her oh and he's God. paying child support to this day oh so, man but anyway that's kinky crimes for Wednesday play that music in I gotta say that was pretty kinky that's kinky that's kinky. He got give me pants. The kinkier thing is she she's pulling she's them off, buddy. Here, like shit, you know. I don't want to grind her, dude. Yeah. I missed a meter. Take my underwear. Well, Take my but, panties. Uh, but when the deal yeah. was just a, a, a lick my a, feet, a, just a toe licking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she, was, she was she was down with it. No, it was a sniff. Then he said, "I'm a, I think I'm gonna lick them." And he said, "Well, you know what? Take your panties off." Yeah, he was saying how I far just let you go, and she was willing to participate. Okay. Until yeah. she wasn't. I mean, if my yeah. choice was jail or a cop that wanted to lick something, I, I'd, I'd give him a, I'd give him a few choices. I'm going to fucking jail. Fuck you! I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. Too. Yeah, I'm jail. The chances are those things are going to get Lock licked anyway. Oh, no, you're key. right. You're right. So you, you go to jail. They're going to get licked. I'll let a cop. And them. and Mike, if you went to jail, you'd have to take your panties off. <laughs> Banjos on that front. Banana, banana hammocks is what I prefer to call my undergarments. Woody, thank you. Oh, shit. It continues. I'm assaulted every time I come in the studio. Mentally and not physically. You guys notice my new uh, my new banjo emoji I got? Yes. I see yeah. I've also seen your mad faces when, when people are blowing you up. Well, the yeah. appropriately used. Some people on social media are just inappropriate. Um, <laughs> Including you. <laughs> okay, so officer catches dumb suspected bike thief red-handed in Oregon. Police say a would-be thief was captured on video trying to steal a bike. Yeah. Oh, he was trying to steal a bike outside the Oregon police station, and he was captured by police a few seconds later. Mm. Mm. You know, that would have been good to have a, a stopwatch on. I wonder what the record is for yeah. how quickly like a, somebody is caught yeah. after committing the crime. Right. That would have been a, a quick one. Security footage from inside the police station in Gladstone, Oregon, shows the male suspect attempting to take the only bike in the bike rack outside the building. The ma- Oh, he was masked and hooded, though. The masked oh, right. and hooded suspect can That's be seen attempting to free the bike from a rack outside the police station using a pair of large bolt cutters. Okay. All right. So he's got the bolt cutters, he's masked, he's hooded, and uh, there's only uh, one bike in the rack. The rack is directly beside a window stamped with the words, Gladstone Police. (laughs) (laughs) And it's immediately around the corner uh, is the entrance to the station and in full view of the outdoor security cameras that were right there. So a uniformed police officer walks out of the station and approaches the suspect less than 30 seconds into the video, uh, startling uh, startling the would-be thief. The officer points a taser at the suspect's chest, 
prompting him to sit down with hands on his head. It's dumb, Sergeant Carl Bell of the Gladstone Police Department said. I've not actually seen something that blatant because the officers were inside watching the whole thing unfold on a video camera. Adam Valley, age 26, has been charged with theft, criminal mischief, felon in possession of weapons, and being an absolute moron. Dumb, dumb criminals. That was a good one. Good one. Wow. What an idiot. Takes all kinds of can't be it. Oh. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Oh, I just heard Tiffany. Tiffany's dirty. She's dirty. <laughs> I don't think that's Tiffany. I think that's some American Airlines stewardess <laughs> or flight attendant, I guess they call them. All right, it's time for Mile High Crimes. And a doctor has been accused of groping a woman next to him on a flight. Nice. Yeah, a Georgia doctor is accused of groping the woman sitting next to him on a flight to Maine where he was planning to propose to his girlfriend. Mm, so it gets wow. even he's better. Getting, he's getting warmed up. Just huh? getting himself in the, That's it. In the mood, in the you know proposal mood. Dr. Jake Cho, a 48-year-old nephrologist. In, what the hell is that? Nephrologist. Which is what? A doctor of nephrologist. A doctor It's a nephrologist. I just am not familiar with what that is, so y'all look it up while I tell the story. A nephrologist in Fayetteville, Georgia, is charged with one count of abusive sexual contact aboard an aircraft in connection with the encounter that happened during his flight. Shortly after the flight landed in Portland, Maine, a female passenger told police that Cho who allegedly leaned into her seat through, throughout the flight, touched her crotch, noting that the man didn't acknowledge the move by allegedly pretending to be asleep. Really? Do we have an answer on what that was? Yeah, it's a kidney doctor. A kidney doctor. Study, there you go. They study. Shout out treated to all kidneys. And manage doctors. acute chronic kidney problems and diseases. They also treat, maybe he was just trying, maybe he was asleep and he was just, doing his job well uh, um, <laughs> he could have used that excuse they treat millions of people each year with kidney injuries or chronic kidney diseases perfect blah blah blah, blah, blah. perfect well the alleged victim claimed at some point during the flight cho had touched her feet with his feet and had some kind of spasm or oh, orgasm her when feet he did are it. nowhere oh, near her right. kidneys. No. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere and, near them. And then he supposedly reached over and touched her genitals outside her pants. There you go. Also not near her kidneys. She no. yelled, excuse me, before the man removed his hand. Once the flight landed, he stood up as soon as it was safe to do so and moved away from the victim. Two days later, he was back at the Portland airport when he was questioned by local and federal investigators about the incident. During the interrogation, Cho said he was a doctor and had traveled to Maine to propose to his girlfriend. He, of course, denied ever touching or speaking to the woman. He was brought in for voluntary questioning again the next day, and Cho continued to deny the allegations and reportedly said the woman was making the story up. But this time around, he agreed to a polygraph. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so eventually, while maintaining that the action, that the actions were not sexual, Cho admitted that he did touch victim one during the flight. Cho told federal investigators in a written statement he intended to only squeeze her upper thigh <laughs> and never intended to touch her crotch. He added, because my glasses were off and it was oh, dark, nice. my hand slipped from her upper thigh to her crotch. Cindy, I won't have my glasses on tonight. <laughs> as soon as I did this, she 
she started yelling loudly. That caused me to remove my hand from her leg and sit straight up. He was so embarrassed, he did not know what to do, so he closed his eyes and tried to go back to sleep for the remainder of the flight. He also expressed regret for any harm he may have caused, and according to the bio, Cho, who is board certified in internal medicine, graduated from the University of Florida College of Medicine in 2017 and completed fellowship at Maine Medical Center. But now he is charged he with is groping going to lose his license. Crazy. So be careful on them flights, ladies. You can now take off so, the belt. So, but the big question move freely around the cabin. What's the question? Did she say yes? Oh my God. Obviously. Oh, you the fiance? I bet she didn't say I mean, yes I, okay. now. I didn't mean, hey, I don't, 50, I don't mean. I got a buck. It's irrelevant to said, our story. Says oh. she said yes. Don't you still owe me for, that, no, for no, that no, murder no. all kids? His girlfriend's still with him? No, I paid up that bet. Okay. Thank we got to land this plane, yeah, speaking yeah. of planes. Yeah, we got to shut it down when we went a little. Well, I'm going to find out if Mr. Cho, Mr. Chow? Mr. Cho. Cho. Cho Chow. Mr. Cho, the Whatever. nephrologist, if he's, uh, if he's engaged. So, go. if you have kidney stones, don't go to this dude. Um, and thank y'all. And somebody actually left a one-star review saying, I say, I'd appreciate the fans too much. But guess what? I appreciate and love each and every Wait, one of you. They said what? They, they left a one-star review saying that I tell the fans that I appreciate them too much. They called him Mr. And they Rogers. gave you one star? Yep, one star. <laughs> Which I don't care. Thank you for doing that. I hope I ruined your day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much for tuning and listening in. Your numbers continue to grow because of y'all. Continue to share it. Bloody Angola, we got part oh, two. Yes, yes. Part two part coming one, out. one, Hidden Records. Of Becoming the Warden. Burl Kane. Burl Kane will be coming to you tomorrow. Right, so my, look out for I, that. I go, you got to get your people together. We got to do a movie on Burl Kane if, it, if, That's if, right. if we can agree to the fee. That's right. That's right. So, so is that interesting. It's a meat burl. Check that out on Bloody Angola podcast. Yes. And until next time, Thursday. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Your business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.